I have two McDonald's in my neighborhood. One is 1.4 miles away, and I could actually walk to that one, I guess, if I wanted to. The other one is five miles away. And when I'm in the mood to throw some warm, slimy things down my face, which McDonald's do I go to? The one that's five miles away. Why? The experience. Now, the close one, I can get to that actual location very quickly, and then I sit in line. And that line often doesn't move for long periods of time. They often have me pull over because apparently ordering a fish sandwich at dinner time was completely unexpected. And in general, that whole thing is a frustrating experience. When I go to the location that's five miles away, I'm in transit. I'm actually making progress. I feel like things are moving. And when I get there, the line moves really fast. And the employees actually seem glad that I am there. And pre-COVID, they would smile at me. Now, the time to get my food is actually about the same. And the food, well, hey, that's that same fine cuisine that you get at all McDonald's. But the experience is way different, and at the one that's farther away, way better. And today, we're going to talk about a ton of technology that has updated, with the biggest one being Apple Podcasts, who have announced that they're going to allow you to have people pay you to subscribe to your show, and Apple is positioned to provide an experience that maybe the other options cannot. We're going to check it out. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about some big news that came out this week, along with other pieces of technology that I've talked about in the past that have had new features come out for podcasters. Now, normally being the last episode of the month, this is where we play the question of the month. And... I could do that here, but not really give it the love and respect that it deserves. So next week, we're going to be talking about how did you find your co-host. Thanks to everyone who sent them in. I did get them all, but uh, there was a lot of news out this week. And of course, the biggest was Apple Podcasts coming out with the ability to sell subscriptions. Now, the thing that's going to be really hard for old timers like me is the fact that for 16 years I've been calling subscribers, well, subscribers, and now they're followers. Subscribers are those people that pay you for that. So here's what we know. Last night I went as far as you could without actually signing up to see what it was like to sign up. And from what I can see in the U.S., it's $19.99 a year to participate. So if you want to create subscriptions for your show, it's going to cost you $19 in the U.S. Now, if you're outside the U.S., I think in Canada, it's $23. This other place, it's more or less. So it's going to cost you to even participate. And to keep things clear, I'm going to call this your premium content. Your premium content is only available in the Apple Podcast app, but it's not exclusive. 
And we'll talk about that in a second. You can set your monthly or yearly subscription price. And signing up is going to be incredibly easy for your listeners. That goes back to that whole experience thing that we're going to talk about. You can offer some sort of free trial along with a freemium model. And this is, we're going to talk about the things I don't get. So you can have free episodes and some paid. And what they say in Apple is that somehow people are going to get those together. And that's one that I'm like, uh, okay. The first year that your subscriber is listening to your premium content, Apple is going to take 30% of the revenue from that listener. The second year of that same person's subscription, they're going to take 15%. Apple, for your premium content, is going to host the file and they're also going to choose the output format. So you're actually going to upload a WAV file and they're going to host that. They're going to convert it to, don't know, but some sort of file and there will be no RSS feed. That will be just, and again, that's for premium content. Stats on those downloads for your subscribers will only come from Apple. And when you sign up for what we're, I guess, now going to call a regular podcast, you need to choose an option that says I'm using an RSS feed, and that's from your media host. In other words, the way we've done it for 16 years. But it's going to be a little different signing up because you're going to have options now. And I wish they would just call it a normal podcast, but if you see anything with an RSS feed and that's not your premium stuff, that's the one you want. And Apple right now, and I can say this as someone who works in tech support for a podcast media hosting company, which in this case is Libsyn, Apple is having major difficulties this week and probably next week with their whole system. And from what I understand, there were thousands of people that got knocked out of Apple, which have now been knocked back in. But I have now, as I write this, I am on uh, day four of having nothing in my dashboard. It asked me, am I a person or a business? And I said, I'm a person. Here's my name. And it said, great, we're setting up your account. This might take a few hours. That was on April 21st. As I record this, it's April 25th, and I still have nothing in my dashboard. And for the record, look, I love Apple and everything that they've done for the podcasting space. But every year when they have a major announcement, they break stuff. And what's, and this also goes for Spotify. It goes for Amazon. And what really, really sucks about this is when your podcast stops working, and this makes sense. I'm not complaining. You go to your media host and go, hey, what's up with my podcast? And just realize that when we say Apple's having a bad day and you go, how dare you? Uh, yeah, I know they're a big company, but they kind of hork their stuff on a regular basis. So, again, thank you, Apple, for all you've done. Thank you for making it easy to subscribe. But what we don't know about Apple subscriptions is, are they going to release some sort of Apple podcast on Android? Because the last time I heard James Cridland from podnews.net talk about this, I believe it's 75% of Europe you know, non-U.S. people, 75% are on an Android, which is why I'm always telling people, please quit saying, find me an Apple podcast, an Apple podcast. And like, there are other people that have Android phones, and apparently it's about three out of four. And it seems like something they should be doing 
Because if you say, hey, you can now subscribe to my show and get premium content for five bucks a month if you're in the U.S. and have an iPhone, and not that you can't get an iPhone in Europe, but you get the point. It sounds like something they should be doing, but there's no news about this. And right now, like I said, I went as far as I could in signing up last night without signing up. And it sure looked like for me in the U.S. it was going to cost me $20 per year flat, not per country. That is up for debate. So if later I find out, no, it's $20 per person, per you know per podcast, per country, well, then I will stand corrected. But right now, when I went through last night, it was going to just cost $20 for me. So let's do the math on this, shall we? Now, first things first, before you go, oh, that's it. I'm quitting my day job, Phyllis. No, it's, it's keep in mind, the people I've talked to, I did a, I have a book. It's called Profit From Your Podcast. You can find that on Amazon. You can find it at, you guessed it, ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. And in all the research I did, and even from people like Patreon, they all kind of agree it's somewhere around the 3 to 5% of your audience is going to take action. So in this case, this would be becoming a subscriber. So around 3%. And I'm saying that, like, let's say you had 150 downloads per episode, not total. Remember, that's the stat that really counts. How many downloads do you have of your episode after 30 days? And I'm just picking 150 because it's a fun number. And if you take 3% of 150, you get four and a half people. So I'm going to go with your show is really, really, really good. And that means we can round it up to five. So that means... If I charge $5 a month, now I'm picking $5 a month because, well, it works for Disney, but realize, don't undersell yourself. If you are doing something that you cannot get this information anyplace else, go ahead, charge 10, charge 20, whatever you want. Just don't charge a buck because can you think of anything of value that you can get for a buck? I mean, even $5, if you think about it, can I get a Big Mac for five bucks? I don't know, but... Just don't undersell yourself. But let's just, for the ease of math, let's say I use $5 a month. So I've got 150 people. I got five people that have decided to pay me $5 a month for my premium show. It means I'm going to make 25 bucks. Awesome. That's going to pay for my media host. And Apple is going to take $7.50 of that because that's 30%, which is going to leave me $17.50. Okay. And so with this in mind, start thinking about your bonus content or maybe it's ad-free content or whatever kind of content it is and think about the effort it takes and ask yourself, is that worth $17.50 if you have 150 uh, downloads per episode? And let me give you an example of this. Uh, In the, well, really... Up until the time I just quit doing it in my 40s, I would guess. But starting in my, well, when I was 15, 14, I've played in bands. And what's great about that is it's a lot of fun to be on stage and, and just find a groove. But the bad news about that is literally I've been always paid 50 bucks a night. Doesn't matter how big or small the band, how big or small the venue was, I pretty much made 50 bucks a night. And there were times in my late 20s when I was making about somewhere between three and $400 a month. 
great. Extra money, that's a that's a card payment. But that doesn't count the fact that if I played from 9 to 1, that meant I was there from 8 to 2. So there's two hours, one hour to tear up, one hour to tear down, plus the gas to drive there, plus the time away from your family if they're tired of hearing the same 40 songs over and over and over. And, you know, so there's, there was a lot in the time it takes to learn all the songs, all the practice you put in. And in the end, I ended up making way less than minimum wage. So this is what I'm saying. Don't jump in. I, I'm not saying don't do this. I'm just saying let's go in informed and let's look at some other options here. And so that's right. It's time for fun with math. So Apple, we said, if you have five subscribers, you're going to take home $17.47. Apple's going to take $7.50. You're going to take $17.47. Technically, $7.49 goes to Apple. But there are other options. There's Glow.fm. There's Patreon. And for Patreon, I chose the option that's right in the middle. That's the one that takes 8% and Supercast. So same deal. Five subscribers, charging them five bucks. The one that lets you take home the most money is glow.fm with that you would take home $23.93 because what they do is they charge you 30 cents per subscriber plus a credit card fee of 2.9%. Coming in next would be Supercast which allows you to take $23.63 so it's 30 cents less than glow.fm and it's almost the same thing, 2.9% credit card fee and a $0.59 cent per person fee. Coming in at third is Patreon, and that's their 8% version, and that's where you would take home $22.88, and Patreon would take $2.07. And coming in dead last, of these four at least, is Apple. Right? You earn $25, you take home $17.47. And the question, if you've decided, hey, I want to try this premium content, this ad-free content, I've got 20 bucks to burn, I'm going to throw it at Apple and I'm going to give this a shot. The answer that we don't know yet because we haven't seen it is, are they going to make it so easy to subscribe that we're willing to part with, if my math is correct, an additional 7%. And that's where I go back to the experience. And you got to remember, even though, yes, Apple, it doesn't have the dominating share that they did back in the early days of podcasting where they had close to 80, 90%. It was huge. They're now somewhere in the 50, 55 range, depending on that. A lot of people are listening to podcasts on Apple podcast, maybe it's worth doing. Got to go in with both eyes open. But one of the things we mentioned is you're not exclusive. So this means you could have a Patreon and then upload it to Apple. I understand Spotify has now rolling this out. So that means now when you get to create a premium content, you get to upload it to all the different places. And that's kind of weird because it's the direct opposite of what makes podcasting so cool. You upload it in one place and it syndicates to all the different apps. Now you have to go to all these different apps to upload your premium content doesn't sound like a party to me and it's gonna get well messy and speaking of messy 
if you're one of those people that's like, hey, why, uh, why are you paying for media hosting? I'm on Anchor. It's so easy. And for the record, it is easy. But the biggest reason why I've always been an anti-Anchor person is when you let them submit your show to Apple for you. You know, hey, we're going to do you a favor. Let us submit your show to Apple. Now your show is under their Apple ID and you can't do any of this stuff unless your show is under your Apple ID. So congratulations. All that free media hosting bought you a big giant headache. So that's something you're going to have to uh, do. And what's always interesting about this Anchor actually has something in their support documentation saying, hey, you know how we hit you in the face? Uh, yeah, here's a, a bag of frozen corn to stick on your face. They like show you, yeah, that thing we did for you that kind of messed you up. Here's how you undo it. I always thought that was somewhat uh, different, shall we say. Some final questions on Apple. If I don't want to sell my show, do I have to do anything? No. Don't, if you're not going to sell your show, if you're setting up a new podcast and you don't want to, you just ignore all of this. In fact, this show has chapters in it. Feel free to go to your app. Most of them do chapters and you can just skip to the next section. So that's what's coming out with Apple. And again, they take the most, but it might be the easiest. And currently it's pretty easy. If you're using Glow or Supercast, they give you a link and when you click that link, it says, oh, I see you have whatever, Castro, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast on your app. Which one do you want to subscribe in? That's already pretty easy. So it's going to be interesting to see if Apple can come up with something that's even easier than that, that works on all of the phones. And speaking of the phones, this one's almost too early to comment on Spotify is going to roll out the ability to have paid subscriptions. But currently, according to a Variety.com article, Spotify doesn't allow customers to pay for subscriptions through Apple in-app purchases and the, or, it turns out, Google Play. So you would have to actually sign up to be a subscriber at Spotify.com because neither Google or Apple will let them do that through in-app purchases. So there goes that experience right out the window. There's more to come on that story, but that's all I could find at this point. Back on episode 709, so if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 709, I interviewed Daniel J. Lewis about my podcast reviews. That's a tool that makes it super easy to see all of your reviews from all the different platforms. So I can actually go in right now and I can see Apple Podcasts. I can see reviews from Stitcher, Podchaser, and CastBox, as well as I can filter on all the different countries, all in one place, and it emails me once a week to let me know if I have any new reviews. But wait, there's more. Yeah, they've added a tool, and this is a follow tool. And what this does, if you go, if you want to see this in action, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow. And if you're on your phone, it will say, hey, would you like to subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, or on Google? And then there are some other options there And in case you want to leave a review as well. It's really cool, and it's already part of the – it's not an additional service. It's part of My Podcast Reviews. I do have an affiliate link for My Podcast Reviews. If you want to check it out, there is a 14-day free trial. Check it out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash MPR because now he's making it super easy to follow your show. 
I interviewed Brendan Mulligan way back on episode 728. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 728. Brendan is the man behind PodPage. I love PodPage. What is PodPage? It's for people who want more than the built-in website from their media host. Not that those are bad, but this does more. But they don't need all the fancy, super-duper schmancy stuff from WordPress, or they just don't like WordPress. And you're tired of trying to shoehorn a podcast page into a Squarespace template or a Wix template. And you all you have to do is you put in your RSS feed from your media host. It spits out a website. And now that's kind of like the cake of your website. And Brennan has just made it so easy to add more and more icing. Here is me talking with Brennan from PodPage. Now, there is an affiliate program for PodPage. You can find it at schoolofpodcasting.com slash PodPage. And I'll have more about that on the other side of my conversation with Brennan from PodPage. Lots have changed since you originally launched uh, PodPage. But I think my favorite one still is the episode signature. That's one that I went, ooh, that's kind of cool. And what that what that is, is you can go in and set a message that will appear at the bottom of every episode. And what's great about it is if it says, hey, join me on this webinar on April 30th, and then after April 30th, you go in and change it, and it changes it across your entire website. And I just went, that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I know it's a long list, but what are some other things that have changed in PodPage? Well, I mean, if the last time I was on here was right after the launch, then I would say almost everything is different. <laughs> I mean, when, when we originally launched it, it was um, geared to be a easy way for your RSS feed to create a website. There was very little you could do to customize your website. It was just sort of a set it and forget it, very quick generator. And since then, yeah, it's turned into quite the platform. Besides the fact that we I think we started with one or two design templates. Now I think there's 15 or 16. You can customize every one of them a lot. Where on some website builders, you kind of pick a template and you're locked into that template and you can't really do much with it. With PodPage, all of the templates are really just different versions of the settings that you can apply to any website. So if you like the header of one template, but the footer of another, you can do all kinds of customizations to kind of build this, the site you want. I think when we launched, you could set a single color. So now you can set a ton of different colors. You can set tons of fonts. You can change your header across the whole site. A lot of on the customization side, on the feature side, the review importing has gotten the whole review part of the site has gotten a lot more built out. So we pull all the reviews in from Apple Podcasts. You can choose what country you want to pull them in from. We do it on a daily basis. We create pages for you to share your reviews. We There's more review alerts. And we also let you uh, give your fans a way to leave reviews directly on your website. So some people didn't want to send everyone off to Apple. And now you can, so you can basically say, oh, just review me right here. The review shows up on your page. You can get the user's email address. You can re-engage with them. So it, it gives you a little nice. bit of a better way to interact with them. Yeah. And um, you've actually added some, some e-commerce options. This was an interesting one. I mean, PodPage has literally been built by the users. I think you were the episode signature requester or you, you, were nud- <laughs> you nudged us closer to that. And that's how we've done it. Everything has come from the the people that use it. And so for um, the storefront, everyone was asking for e-commerce. And as I talked to more and more podcasters, what I learned was a lot of them had like a book on Amazon and also some t-shirts on Printful. And they didn't want to sell directly on their website. They wanted to make everyone aware of the stuff they had across the internet. 
being sold in different places. Right. And so, yeah, so now you can set up a storefront, which essentially you can list all the items you have for sale anywhere. When someone goes to buy it, it gets sent to that particular store or the place that you're actually selling it. So it feels native because you get to see all the products on your website, but the person actually goes to the, the actual merchant to buy it. And you added voicemail. Voicemail is a big one. You know, ultimately the goal of having a website is having a direct connection with your listeners. Otherwise you just show up on the players and that's fine. But a website gives you an actual opportunity to interact one-on-one and kind of close the loop between your community. And so we already had contact forms. We had commenting. You can add a comment board to every episode page. You can, like I said, you can ask for reviews, but we wanted to make it even easier. So now every single pod page has a, um, a voicemail button in the bottom right that you can turn on and off. And that just allows people to click on it and leave you a quick voicemail. We've really built out the episode pages. Again, they were originally just an ugly HTML five player and your podcast artwork. Now, if you have episode artwork, it shows at the top. We use the media player that from your host. So if you're on Libsyn, we actually use your Libsyn player. If you're on Buzzsprout, we use your Buzzsprout player. Um, we have some stuff coming soon that will allow you to sort of switch out all your players for a different one if you want. So we've done a lot on the episode page side. You can put um, transcripts was a new one. So we, we're supporting some of the the transcript tag in RSS feeds now. So you can actually import transcripts if you have them already in there, or you can add them if you don't. You can update your show notes. So yeah, so that's on the episode page side. We just launched follow pages. So a bunch of people were saying, I love having a website and I love having all this information, but sometimes I just want people to just get to Apple and so, or get to, you know, Google. Basically they wanted a link in bio or link tree page. They were like, we still have our link tree page. So we basically built that. uh, So if you go to any pod page slash follow, you'll see um, basically a list of links with all the player badges. Um, And so it's just an easy way. If you want to share on mobile, it's an easy way to get people over to the podcast players. So that comes up. Every page has that. Yeah. One of the things I think you've done really well is you started off. I know you, you talked to, to myself and Dean or Jay Lewis and a couple other people and just said, Hey, what do people need in a, a website? And then from there, you have a really kick butt Facebook group that uh, I remember, I forget the, the feature, but you kind of put out like, Hey, I'm thinking of doing this. And everybody kind of went, meh. Yeah. Went, okay. We're not going to do that then. So yeah. it's yeah. the key is, is, finding out what does your audience want and then give it to them. That's been a big change over the last couple of months is I'll sort of half build a feature and not actually release it, but it's a follow the follow page is a good example. So I just, in that Facebook community said, Hey, go to your website and put slash follow at the end of it. Let me know what you think. And everyone was just so excited. So we I finished the feature and then released it. The one you're talking about was um, I'd gotten this enough times to build it where you could set it to bounce to whatever the on-platform media player is or podcast player. So if someone went to your website on Apple, you could automatically direct them to Apple Podcasts. So they would never actually see your website. They would just be bounced over to Apple Podcasts. Mm. Um, if they weren't on Apple, they would just see your website. And if they were on Google, you could bounce them over to Google Podcasts or whatever. I released that and told people how to turn it on and people hated it <laughs> uh, in the Facebook community. And so, yeah, we undid that and that feature will never see the light of day. You know, there's no, there's nothing better from a community than, than very critical or very excited feedback. It's the middle feedback of like, man, this is cool. That's when you know the feature isn't that useful. Yeah. We just added full search. That's one that we're developing. So now like originally you could only search through episodes, but now you can search across. So you can type in a word and it'll search all your blog posts. Oh, blog. That didn't exist when we launched Mm. PodPage. You can, you can maintain a full blog on PodPage in addition to your episodes. But, um, yeah, the full search will search blogs, transcripts, episodes. 
custom pages. That's one that didn't exist originally, but um, you can build a custom web page for whatever you want to build it for. So now the search actually will search across all of your content and show results for all of that. So that's nice. That was just added a couple weeks ago. What's on the slate coming down the pike then? I, obviously, that's all the things. And I, I'm a huge fan of PodPage. I really, it's, aside from, and the only reason the School of Podcasting isn't on PodPage is because I've got, you know, 16 years of history mm-hmm. and, and SEO juice. And But there are times when I'm like, ugh, you know, I log in and I've got 13 plugins that need redone. And if I undo this plugin, then my website goes, it's like, ugh, I wish I could move this over. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, this is actually a feature that exists and that we've been beta testing, but hasn't been released. So this would go into the coming soon. It's it's a small one, but it is hard if you have a website with history, especially history with Google, to change to any host because you don't want to mess that right. up. And there's two two things that really matter. One is getting your domain set and moved over in a in a timely fashion, um, and getting that the good content on your new website. With podcasts, it's kind of easy because it all come, a lot of it comes from the feed. But the other one is actually having your links redirect. And we've had sort of a, it's that sponsor redirect feature, which has been mm-hmm. this like light redirecting, but that doesn't work, especially with WordPress sites. That's like, if you're, if the title of your, of your episode URL is school of podcasting.com slash 2005 slash 11 slash six slash Brendan's podcast or whatever, we're rolling out 301 redirects with a full path. And so you can actually mm. set up any path to redirect to an episode. So, or re- redirect anywhere. Right. So if someone, yeah. so that, is hopefully going to be helpful. I've been trying to think of yeah. how, to, how to transition people over without them losing the SEO juice, because obviously yeah. that's so important. I should get a list of what you need for that. And just even if you don't move over, it'll be good because you've got a complex situation and we want to be able to handle this. There you go. Yeah, other stuff that's coming. There's some enhancements to the review stuff. I think it's time to do a, an update there just to allow pulling in reviews from more places and, and auto-tweeting and stuff like that. Ironically, seven years ago, I built a a review importer and tweeter called LaunchKit for um, app developers. And that code is actually the, cause we open sourced it, that code powers pod pages review. And there's more, more functionality there that I just haven't turned on yet. So I want to turn that on. I think it's not as sexy, but some of the stuff that has been sort of on the plate that we haven't done is just like multi podcast accounts. Um, that's we've been beta testing that a little bit, but um, right now, you pretty much have to have an, a separate account for everyone on your websites. We don't, you know, it's an ob- obnoxious back of the back of the house work that I have to do to make that possible. And then also multi-user accounts. So a lot of people have, you know, there's co-hosts and they each want access to it. And we'll also be using that. There's a lot of people who are podcast coaches or um, consultants who have a bunch of clients. And so they've built sites for all of their clients. They have to manage them all with these different logins. And so... Being able to actually say like, oh, there's one coach that handles these 10 or 15 podcasts, and then each of them can log on and manage their own content if they want. So uh, there's a there's a refresh for the UI that's coming, the dashboard UI. There's just so much in there. I, you know, when you mentioned podcast signatures, it's frustrating to me because I feel like that feature is so hidden that I don't think most people know about it. And uh, using it as a way to like have your these promotions that show up is such a good idea. And I don't really teach people how to do that. So there's also because we're now, you know, through PodPage, you can now get reviews, you can get emails, you can get voicemails, you can get, we're pulling in reviews from Apple. There's so much stuff going on that we need to like basically tell you what's happening. And so building an activity list when you log in, so you can actually see, oh, this is, these are the four things that happened since I last came in. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah. And that's the other one we didn't even mention. You now can collect emails, Yeah, which uh, you basically export those that come in and, send them on over to whatever you're using, MailChimp or MailerLite or 
you know, any of the other 8 billion email list providers that are out there. So mm-hmm. you can also have it pop up a window about X amount of second. I mean, you can set how long you want the delay to be. So right. someone comes on and we've gotten a lot of requests to make it more than just email collection. So some people just yeah. want to say like, Hey, download my ebook. Like it's not an email thing. And so turning that pop-up modal into more of a promo right now, it's really geared towards email collection, but to right. make it a little bit more flexible so you can do whatever you want with it. That's, um, that's coming. I like that idea. Yeah. That would be great. Click here to buy my book. Yeah, yes, exactly. Any idea when, I, I know you mentioned there's going to be like a user interface upgrade. Any idea when that's, you know, slotted to to happen? I'm hoping to get it all done, get a lot of it done in the next month or two. We need to sit down and review the roadmap, but the, there's a bunch of moving parts. So it all has to happen at the same time. And the longer we wait, the harder it's going to be. So um, yeah. Hopefully just, hopefully trying to, so it's right now we're recording this end of April. I'm hoping by the end of May to have, have it done. Well, Brennan, thank you so much for coming on to explain the, uh, the ever changing world of PodPage. It's awesome. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to learn more about PodPage, I do have a free course. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash learn PodPage, that will take you right there where you can sign up. I'll have links to that out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 772. I will say the free course is slightly out of date. And as you might imagine with all these new updates, it's kind of hard to keep that tutorial up to date. And when Brendan said, hey, I'm coming out with a new interface, I just made a particular, uh, what would you call it, a tutorial explaining what the difference, because there's one slight difference. And this way, when the new version comes out, I'll have a new tutorial for that. So again, it's a free course. If you want to check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash learn pod page. Back on episode number 761 on an episode called Three Tools to Boost Your Podcast Brand, I talked about Tidy Cal. That's T-I-D-C-A-L. And this is a tool that would replace Calendly. And the thing I like about it is it's a one-time lifetime deal for 20 bucks. And since that particular episode, they now integrate with Zoom. So if you're looking for an easy tool to schedule guests on your podcast and you don't want a monthly fee, you can go over by the lifetime deal and when somebody signs up, it will automatically schedule a Zoom meeting with them. Now, if you don't want to use Zoom, use something else like Squadcast, you can still use it to show them when you're available on your calendar. But for those people who really like Zoom, that's a new feature that they've added. And with something like Squadcast, Squadcast, much like Zoom, you can have a standing meeting and just use that link for every single meeting. That's another way to use it, but that's something that's updated as well. And speaking of upgrades, if you're looking to upgrade your podcast, I've got a service for you. It's over at podcastreviewshow.com. This is a service that I offer with my friend and 30-year radio veteran, Eric K. Johnson. And when you go over and sign up, we will have you fill out a form so we see what is the goal of your podcast. Then we go over, we listen to your entire episode, and that's an episode that you pick. We go over your website, and then we sit down with you and do an audit of your show to let you know what you're doing correctly so you can do more of that and maybe those things that need a little tweaking. If you want to check it out, go over and sign up at podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. So as we start to wrap up here again, and this is where, again, I was going to start talking about how did you pick 
your co-host, and we're already at 34 minutes. So we're going to talk about that next week. And as we look at all these different subscription models, remember, step one of monetizing your show is to grow your audience. If there is no crowd, there's nothing to monetize. I kind of like this idea because it has more potential to work than advertising. Advertising doesn't work for about 90% of most podcasts unless you have a hyper niche show or a gigantic audience. So this is a way for your audience to give you money in return for you giving them value. Adam Curry calls this value for value. My biggest worry is that people are going to hear this and start focusing more on how do I make money with this? I'm on episode six than focusing on making content so good that your audience can't help but tell a friend. You really have to grow your audience first. And again, that goes back to remember that about 3% of your audience is going to show up. Apple's going to take 30% of however much you charge, and you can make up your own price, whatever that is, both monthly and yearly, and then ask yourself, is it going to be worth the extra work? And you're going to have to treat that like a sponsor. There was more to the announcement. They also added this thing. I believe they were called channels, and it's just going to be a way to group. If you have a bunch of shows, you can group them together. There's going to be more information on that, but you'll be able to charge access to the channel. So, yes, you can have a you know premium version of a podcast, but you could also have a premium channel. Now, same thing applies. It's just multiple shows, and there'll be more information on all this stuff as it starts to unfold. It'll be rolling out in May to the beta group, it said. So this isn't available right now, but I wanted to make you aware of it in case you go, hey, this really would be a good fit for my show. So thank you so much for joining me on my mission to end boring podcast until next week take care god bless class is dismissed and here are a ton of bloopers and i know somebody's gonna say oh you're just saying that because globot lives in or what uh, i said that backwards dang it eh is 1.4 miles away, and if I wanted to, I could actually walk to that one. The other one, oh, I don't like the way this is going already. But, ah, crap, what am I saying? I don't know. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Choo-choo-cha-boogie. And on today's show, we're going to be going over, easy for me to say, go over, uh, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash pod learn. Ah, oh, geez, Louise. If you like what you 